like law and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating a citizen as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. You like George Bush, don't you? I love George Bush, man. He's a good man, decent. You know, none of this. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's not a, a liar, a crook, murderer, or anything like that. So it'd be good to get the. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a. Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bam! Murdered a guy. Yeah, you know we're not allowed. <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no um, accusations without. That's a little Charlie. too that's far. That's the way it does let's work. Let's just let's just go on to the next question. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice. Okay. <laughs> Barbara was charged with sodomy earlier. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, Norm, we don't need I to don't want to get into that. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on to the next There you go. <laughs> this is a live show. Why? Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara, oh. so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Uh, Shut up. Your job is to play okay, football, Norm McDonald. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, All right, uh, All right, oh. manslaughter. Man 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 oh, Norm, Norm, did you ever hear the word? Oh, oh I, the oh, phone is ringing. I certainly yeah. hope that's somebody calling Please. to tell you to go home. Oh, no. Dude, you got a phone ringing. Oh. <laughs> um. Answer the phone. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the thing is this. There, uh, you know Matt Strauss? Yeah, the producer. <laughs> the producer. He told me it would be funny. He said, like, why don't you carry a cell phone on and then let it ring and then have, pretend like there's a guy on it. Is there anybody on it? No, it's a pre thing, pretend you thing. You know what, Norm? <laughs> what? You're a dead man. <laughs> yeah, you talk you know to him, You know what, Barbara? Barbara? You know what you said about rage and work? Give this man a plate of soup okay. and tell him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, please. All right, then. Norm, uh, let's see. Norm, 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 Norm. What? Okay, listen, Norm. Norm, listen. Oh. Not only have you annoyed us, <laughs> but that you, was I've read that you have, you have actually annoyed one of your idols. Who is that? Oh, the great Bill Cosby. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh, my God, I love that guy. He's my hero, you know, just like you. Maybe George, or uh, Bill Clinton would be your hero. <laughs> I, I love... I love... <laughs> You, no, I seem to like Bill Clinton. They're really, and this man leads into our show on Friday night. I know. It's all right. His career is over after this anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Go ahead, Norm. No, Bill Clinton, who's a great man, obviously. We, you know, everybody has their opinions, right? Mm -hmm. Are you moving along? No, Bill Cosby. Oh, Cosby. What's Cosby. in that coffee? What are you drinking in there? Well, Bill Cosby is a great man, first okay. of all. There has never been any accusations toward Bill Cosby <laughs> about any... Will you just tell us what you did for Bill Cosby? Oh, okay. oh, I, no, I, I met him. I, I opened for him at, at a club. 
And he was a great man, you know. He's my hero of all time. You know how funny Bill Cosby yeah, is, Yeah, so right? I'll get to the point. <laughs> I'm going past menopause. Yeah. <laughs> Make the point. Funny. Not yeah. everything has a point. Why is there just a giant graphic that just says normal? Well, that's when the show came well, out. The yeah. Bill Cosby uh, promoting a show. I, I uh, met Bill Cosby. We're all fans of Bill Cosby, right? Berman? Yeah. What? Yes. Why don't we talk about the millionaire? Oh, yeah. You know what? Tonight, Norm yes, and I. Please. The, in, I like Bill Cosby. Norm, Let's talk about the millionaire. Norm McDonald and I are on the millionaire tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, tell him about that. How, how you thought he's dumb today. Where do you see yeah. <laughs> Come on, Norm. Tell him, Norm. People always told me Hollywood was like incredibly liberal of bias, and I thought it was untrue. But you want to talk about the millionaire? Yes, I okay, do. We, I you do. have ten seconds don't tell to talk how much about the want. millionaire. Uh, don't tell, how much don't tell him what I want. No. Oh. You're not allowed to tell anything like that. Well, oh. what are you trying to ask him then? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't answer anything anyway. So right. we'll tell okay, so he's on The Millionaire tonight, and he's on on Friday nights, and... Uh... And on Monday, his taxes will be audited. <laughs> Damn. He's on Friday nights at 9. He's on The Millionaire at 9. You can play along at home on Enhanced TV. You are a number. I have never met anything like you. We will be right back. Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it would be funny to do a where are they now and like four yeah. out of five of those people are still in the same couch. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like he was kind of about to start like joking about the Cosby. It's he he was hinting at something. He was I think he was trolling Barbara Walters. If uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a 2000, uh, 2000 interview uh, appearance with Norm Macdonald going on The View uh, promoting his show, the short-lived uh, ABC Norm. Yeah. Norm. This was and not the one of the most ludicrous television appearances I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, like the big question is, what the fuck was he doing on that show? I guess he just would make the rounds back in the day. I'd go on that show. It was was it on ABC when they had it was like a network wide yeah. fucking deal. I would yeah, love but they have com they have comics. They it, still have comics on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the show where he was at a small town in Wisconsin, though, right? That was. What was Norm about? It was just his goofy life as a comedian. Just being a fucking bro, dude. <laughs> being, a, being a George Bush, bro, a Bush bro. Yeah. A dude that loves George Bush and Bill Cosby. <laughs> the two things. Normcore. That yeah. was the, the genesis of Normcore. <laughs> yeah, he's a normie, dude. Yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome to Pod America. Hello, the damned. The damned. Um, uh... Did everyone have a good 9-11? We're in the middle of a tragedy sandwich right now. It's 9-12. <laughs> it's the day between 9-11 and... And Fiona Apple's birthday. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that? Because I love Fiona Apple. <laughs> yeah, damn. Her birthday's tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Shout out to Fiona. Sh shout out to the Appleheads. Yeah, yeah. The listen. Uh, <laughs> the Big Apple. The Which is where we are. And mm -hmm. there'll be an election. Tomorrow. The ele elections are tomorrow. The Big Apple. Um, and who the fuck knows what's going to go down. Yeah. Um, I'm preparing for tragedy. Am I, you know, just prepare yourself. Another 9-11? <laughs> it will be. <laughs> yeah. To me, this will be more upsetting than 9-11. 9-12 will be the eye of yeah. the storm between 9 -13. both 9-11s. ISIS yes. is just, like, a little off. They're, like, parents trying to, like, 
get their kids the same birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Cuomo winning would be way more upsetting to me than 9-11 was as a child. You heard it. That here, was folks. the most exciting thing that I had seen happen <laughs> as a 10-year-old. That was like an action movie happening in real life. I was, you got the be. tourists out of the city. Yeah. True. <laughs> Led to a really amazing Seinfeld spec. I don't know if you've ever read oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I was 14 when it happened. I, mean, I, thought, I just I think I already knew what, like, E-Bombs World was. And I was like, this is some <laughs> shit you would see on the internet that we don't <laughs> normally know about. This is going to be a meme. Um, but before we get into the election stuff, a um, couple of stories of the week. Uh, first one is that... Um, I'm going to put this in big quotation marks. Friend of the show, <laughs> uh, Sean McCarthy. Oh, yeah. He's my friend. <laughs> I Sean love P. Sean. McCarthy. But not he's the comedy journalist. Right. I uh, know I like Sean, but he's a provocateur. That's what the P stands for. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he tweeted something that was really funny because it got he trolled the DSA real hard. Um, I believe he's a member of the organization. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> he tweeted this tweet that was like he just started this thread about how like um, socialists don't understand that like the you know the real victims in society are like the landlords <laughs> and like he's just so clearly trying to provoke people and joking about it but like it started like a real like other people completely unconnected to him you know we're starting to do call-ins and shit like that in the <laughs> in the organization about this guy who they thought was serious and i fucking told them all you know you you guys are getting got, and it's hilarious. And they're like, well, I don't see how this is a joke, because all that it's doing is making people you know, think that it's real and get really angry. And it's like, yeah, that's the fucking joke. <laughs> that's how it works, man. Um, yeah, I remember he, uh, like a few months ago, was, I mean, he kind of, it's hard to tell because he is very anti-Green Party yeah. uh, to a, like an extreme extent, but the, he kind of tops himself with some of these where it's hard to tell if he believes it. I mean, he did a joke where he said that he was a banker who foreclosed on a Jill Stein supporter. <laughs> uh, oh, man, he rules. <laughs> I, I missed all this shit, but uh, Sean, you disgust me. <laughs> Sean, go on, on come town, Sean. Well, the thing that really, like, uh, that kind of, like, got to me about it and made me laugh is that, like, you know what? Someone should fuck with the DSA at this point because as a burgeoning movement, like, you know, really... The liberals get got by this shit all the time. Yeah. Conservatives get got. Sasha Baron Cohen's out there fucking with everyone. Like, you have an opportunity to not be like this, you know, right. to not be like this crazy and uh, alarmist and reactionary about stuff that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. A joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just look at who the person follows. Um, he literally has a podcast <laughs> about billionaires <laughs> where they criticize billionaires. Like, come on, guys. People probably just haven't listened to it and assume it's praising them. Yeah, you know? <laughs> something like that. Um, I think that the function that the Sasha Baron Cohen's new show kind of proves, like, like the show is funny, but it actually, the, the value it's it gives us, like, to society is that it shows you how, like, gullible people can be and you know 
it yeah. kind of takes the piss out of like a lot of the confidence people have in their political stances and it shows you you know the the fucking wizard behind the curtain a lot of the stuff yeah. or whatever and like yeah. that's fucking with the dsa on this level like does right yeah we need to kick the fucking tires on this thing you yeah. know before it takes off right i mean it's showing how resigned and cynical uh the people who the hashtag resistance and the right wing follow are and uh there's going to be people like that, too, on the radical left. And, you know, people have contributions that are valuable, but we can't, you know, uh, glorify figures, individuals in the same way that the the right and liberals have done. Yeah. And, I mean, they, you know, I, I don't know. I just I get bothered by a certain tendency I see among, like, this new left to, uh, you know, to be yet another political group that fucking doesn't understand comedy and what comedians sort of contribute. Um you know, I said that because like somebody somebody listened to one of the episodes of this show we did, and apparently did a call out thing about how he you know I called someone a maniac, and they're you know that's ableist, and I'm like, well, have you ever listened to any of this shit or anything I've ever made? <laughs> that's like, the one. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, somebody's apparently you know tried to do a call out thing about this show, and it like yeah. I wanted to nip it right in the bud. No, go, it's, you know no, it's okay. He mislabeled me. I I don't identify as a maniac. I, it's a I identify as a super freak. So, right. <laughs> Well, next time. Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> I respect your, um, you know, whatever you choose to to live your truth as, <laughs> whether it be Super Freak or, um, you know, uh, some other thing from the 70s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Brick house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess that also makes I, I was just I was thinking about that because I. Recently, because I was I was also thinking about uh, what they did, kind of did to Andrewski, and um, you know I don't know if it was so much oh, yeah. the DSA or like the fucking demented, insane Twitter people that demanded that the DSA take him off the steering committee. Right. It was DSA people. There, there were people on the far left. Like I get, I understand why people got upset about that. Yeah, there were. Well, it was a mix. I mean. Well, I have we don't know, but there were a lot of people who don't actually do anything that just kind of sit on Twitter all day and sure, yeah. I mean, I happen to know one of the people that was going after him real hard is someone who I already knew who did that same shit to me, who is not a political organizer or really a writer or anything. It's just a fucking Twitter account. Yeah, uh, this person named Ali Watch who like followed me, and then within like a day of following me I followed her back I don't know who the fuck she was she was just a friend of the person I was dating or whatever it's a fucking ominous name <laughs> all e watch yeah Jesus and then within a day of her following me I remember this it was when um that guy um Holtzclaw the officer who was uh you know like raping women uh while on duty you know he went to fucking jail and there are all these pictures within the courtroom of him crying right mm -hmm. and so like I you know hate cops and i straight the picture and, and I, you hate rapists too uh, yeah so when it's both it's right it's like so I fucking kind of memed this guy crying you know but he's the cop and he's going to jail yeah. for being a rapist this is all good right and it was just i don't know some that feel when sort of joke or whatever um but this exact same person threw a fit at me and was like you're just trying to get your jokes off this is about and i'm like i'm anti the rapist cop like what is what's have going you met this person in person no Oh man, but that I, would be I, so cool. I kind of like I'm one degrees of separation with her because she uh, was like a buddy of Rachel Millman. We used to date, and that's why she followed me and this whole thing or whatever. But anyway, she was like a, she's a, just a Twitter person. There are people that whose whole lives are just Twitter. So I I kind of think that that's at least where the pressure came from for the DSA to, to tell Androsky to resign or whatever. But you know whatever that may be even more complicated. I just I think about it a lot because you know I have friends 
who are cynical about the DSA because to them it's another left organization. And when that happened, they were like, yep, this is why I don't trust the left in general. You guys yeah. police people and their thoughts and their words and their jokes and all this shit. And that's what turns a lot of people off about you know what they see as the entirety of the left including liberals and you know dsa and whatever um and i i think you know it's it, this is like a silly thing to be like talking about but i think there is on some level you know this is the, the barrier to entry for a lot of people or whatever and yeah i mean it's tricky because there are people out there who i kind of don't buy it there's like well i would go to a dsa meeting yeah, but i can't right. i mean if say that's faggot, so yeah, yeah. If that's what's steering you away right. like how committed to the cause were you Cause yeah, people, that, i mean people are dsa people are still doing tons of other stuff right yeah. it's a joke I mean, but it's tricky because there are people like that too who and, it's, and i think this goes back to like a lot of identity stuff like when we talk about gender feminism that's an up you that's an argument you should make to men about their own lives to say like hey the feminism, this shit's better for you. Like, you know, it, it's not about self-flagellating and shit. It's about thinking of things systemically and joining with others who are in your precarious situation to band together for solidarity, you know? Sure. Uh, um, but, yeah. I also, I guess, to tie that whole thought together, like, I was just thinking about the Andrewski thing a lot because, um, you know, la like, last week uh, when McCain died, uh, or whatever, two weeks ago or whatever, um, 14 months ago. Yeah, over the, he's been still being buried right now. <laughs> um, before they put him in the fucking pyramid or whatever. Um, you know, all these people got mad at uh, at AOC and Bernie for, you know, coming right. out and saying, oh, he's a great man, yada, 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 respect to his family. He's what? It's like some fucking bullshit tweet you have to tweet when someone dies. And I'm like, well, okay. So are we pro-PR or anti-PR? I don't understand. <laughs> like, if you're like, we have to get rid of a fucking member of our steering committee that made a joke but our politicians should be out there saying like you know this they should be like saying these bold things like mccain fucking sucked and i'm glad he's dead i just don't understand yeah those two things seem incongruous to me right are those the same people though i yeah it's like maybe not it's just some fuck like i didn't see anybody like very serious who were saying that like ocasio should like dunk on John McCain's uh, grave. There were people who were like, we need to seriously talk about account accountability for candidates. And it depends on what that means, uh, first yeah, of all. Yeah. But uh, the, this, I think people were a little, were overreacting to their statements. I mean, uh, I think in general we have to kind of just accept that different people are going to have different views within the broad swath of the the left you know i mean even hesitant to call it the left but like there's a lot of different people who think who say who communicate differently are going to have different contexts they're operating in if you're if you're a politician going to be a different context from a podcaster different context from an organizer like everybody's you know doing their own thing tr hopefully working together uh and there's going to be an ecosystem of different ideas and different uh, sets of manners and um vocabularies yeah it's also, I don't know, use the McCain example is a little tricky to make just because it's in the wake of someone's death and people are going to have complicated feelings about that for right. whatever reason. Yeah. So I don't know. I, as someone who did not give a shit about him and chat on him when he died to some extent, yeah. uh, I do not blame anyone for having mixed feelings or right. having, you know, uh, being turned off by anyone who did that online. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with him, but. Right. I, I mean, I was also thinking about this. Uh, you can respect your enemies. So you can think McCain is evil just as, like, Algerians thought the French were 
awful colonists, but they still had a mutual respect for their enemy. You know, you can go hard left and still find nice things to say about a dead person. You know? Yeah. Or just not say anything. Or just at not all. say anything. Or, or make fun of them. I don't I, care. I, I think, I think really Cynthia Nixon didn't tweet a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spe- speaking of not saying anything at all, um, I keep thinking of that about. Um, People like uh, Mike Lee and Black, like he especially could have just not said anything, but he yeah. just, you know, you have to tweet. I guess it's just part of your, your, I, you're, you're like, you don't want to be left out of shit if you're a celebrity and you're a fame seeker or whatever. But um, Amy Schumer also probably could have not said anything this week. Uh, but well, I don't know if she had a choice. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if she did say anything. Did you read that? <laughs> no, Chuck, Chuck called her up. Her um, Uncle Chuck. Amy Schumer posted on her Twitter or her Instagram today, uh, Thursday we vote. Everyone, it's not cute to not vote anymore. I'll tell you who I'm voting for, honestly. For governor, Cuomo. The reason? Andrew isn't my fave dude, but he's a good gov. I, she talks like she's in high school. I wanted to vote Nixon, but sadly, I don't believe she would know what the heck to do. She needs to be able to pressure the state legislature and stuff. Uh, but I don't believe she has enough connections upstate. But I love her and think if anyone's inclined, voting Nixon is cool. Attorney General, I'm voting for Jeff or T-Chat, blah, 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 whatever. But, uh, Hashtag hags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I guarantee you that Chuck Schumer gave her a phone call. Was like, Amy, we really need you. Nick, Nicki Minaj uh, came out in favor of Cuomo earlier today too. Yeah, oh, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, yeah, because like, it, yeah, I guess she just money so tall. We have to climb it. Yeah. She has to endorse Cuomo, but she, I, a, she could have just said, "Hey, I have to vote for my cousin." Uh, Wait, you should just fucking that say that. Been funny, like that would have been fine. I'd been like, yes, I, of course you're gonna vote for your cousin. But she had to say. Wait, she she's to, related to Cuomo too. Yeah, it's her cousin. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, fucking Schumer. Schumer sorry, yeah. she's voting vote. for on uh, you know for uh, him. He, for yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said that I got that. We're being too literal, guys. <laughs> she's voting. Her fucking cousin is. Obviously, the reason that right. she has he to He gave her a phone call. Was like, you, you need the kids. We need the kids. Love and Andrew. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she could have also said like something that was pro Schumer. Like uh, she didn't or pro, pro Cuomo. Sorry, Cuomo. I keep smashing these people together. Yeah. She could have said something that was pro Cuomo. She didn't have to say, I don't think Cynthia Nixon is you know qualified, and she doesn't have enough for this fucking. She's fucker. She's an asshole. She yeah. didn't have to go this far. It's all these people who, and this is, uh, I'm really, I'm, this is one of the things that has me worried, is there are people who are hung up on the experience question, and I think that's kind of misunderstanding what a politician needs to be doing. Because, like, the, uh, uh, someone who's an elected official does not sit down and write laws. They, they're a spokesperson. They communicate things. Like, they are already a celebrity. That's and they involved. appoint people who can help with that. Yeah. Yeah, and they have people around them who do that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. their job is not to fucking... Lobbyists write laws. Come on. Grow up, guys. <laughs> My favorite joke about that ever is this guy, Brian Gutman in Austin, who... This is way back. This is how long I've been doing fucking stand-up. Uh, during uh, Bush... Um, Bush sorry. the first. I'm sorry. H.W. Bush. <laughs> the end of Bush. Uh, Obama and um, McCain the first time around. This joke where he's like, everyone's talking about like experience. Oh, this person doesn't have enough experience. This person doesn't have enough experience. And he's, he's, he's got a real dry sense of humor or whatever. His joke was like, you know who has a lot of experience? George W. Bush. You know? Because <laughs> he, I mean, he did. He just finished two fucking presidential terms. Does that mean he's good? Does that mean it's good that he's experienced a lot of presidency? You know? I mean, in a lot of ways, these people get worse. 
Yeah. You know, there's an argument to be made for, like, fresh blood or whatever. Right. And that's the thing with when people are like, oh, look at Trump. It's like, yeah, look at Trump. He has – he's accomplished everything the right has wanted for years. He's gotten the Supreme Court people in. He's gotten the tax bill through. It's because he doesn't know what the – because yeah, he doesn't his, understand this shit. His lack of experience yeah, is exactly. the problem. It's because he's a vile idiot. Right. So if we have somebody on the left who is just as vacuous, then we have, like, left-wing policies getting passed. Uh Quote Joe. If we're quoting jokes here, Gondelman has a great joke about when uh, Oprah ran. Uh, everyone was like, "I don't, I don't like Oprah running because we don't need more celebrities in office." We've learned that from Trump. It's like I don't think Trump being a celebrity is the biggest problem with him. That's like eating a bike tire and being like, "Food should not be circles." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, Gandhi. Yeah, uh, Anders. You turned me on to a, a New Yorker column uh, oh, by did. Masha Gessen. Okay. Uh, I read it to him sensually. Yeah, yeah you, you, came, you climbed through my window, which was weird because I live in a basement. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's basically a response to the whole uh, governing experience question. And she pulls a quote from the debate. Uh, this is Cuomo. Masha Gessen. Yeah, yeah, Cuomo saying to her, uh, it's not about advocacy, it's about doing, it's about management, this is real life, blah, blah, blah. You have to deal with uh, a legislature that's very, very difficult. And uh, she goes on to make the point. Imagine if, in response to the moderator's question, Nixon had said, a state is not a company. The governor doesn't run it. The question is not whether I can balance a budget, put out a fire, prepare for a flood, or prevent a train wreck. There are professionals who can do those things far better than I can. Uh, the question is whether I can lead and inspire those professionals and millions more to forge in the state a more equitable, safer, better society that we all want to live in. She, of course, did not say that. Uh, it seemed that the moderator and both candidates shared an understanding of government and politics, a view that considers a governor or a mayor or a president, the chief executive, and politics, the process of hiring that chief executive. So, yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, making the point that we don't, you're not supposed to run a state. That's not what right. president or executive um, elected officials do. Yeah. Yeah, you're the figurehead. Um, but... Um, what are they supposed to eat on their fucking bagels? Because did you hear about this shit? Oh, yeah. For anyone uninitiated to this story, I don't know if this, uh, if this has gone around the country as much as it's gone around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have bagels anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New York. But, um, so, you know, there's all, this, <laughs> all these political smear campaigns that are happening right now. Like, they're trying to take down Julia Salazar real hard over, yeah. like, I mean, it's disgusting. They're dragging out the fact that she was sexually assaulted and trying to use it against her. This is your pals in the Democratic Party, right? So the Daily Caller ran that article, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Obviously, Delon's probably, we can assume safely that he... Somebody connected to him pushed. I don't story. know that that's necessarily true. I think that, it's, that's what I'm curious. I'm curious. I think about. it's. I think it's become a viral. It's been become clickbait. So they. I mean, that's it's, it's a way to sell ads. They yeah. they see Julius Salazar's clickbait now, and they're gonna get impressionable people to click on the shit, and, and they're gonna keep. Yeah, and this ads. was a broader story yeah. trying to throw all of Keys's accusers under the bus. Correct. Because um, he's had a few. That might. That may have been the case. Yeah, the Daily Caller article seemed to be a bit more neutral than that but they may have adjusted it since she preempted it by saying hey look i was sexually assaulted i don't want to talk about this but it's going to be published tomorrow so um yeah 
But can I just say about the bagel thing? Even, that would yeah. not drive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, explain to the people okay. so they can. An even bigger attack on women happened uh, this week when <laughs> Cynthia Nixon was bagel shamed for going to a Zabar's and ordering a bagel on a cinnamon raisin bagel. Uh, she ordered a cinnamon raisin bagel topped with cream cheese, lox, red onion, tomato, and capers. And this is according to the article. Quote, a full load, as she instructed the counter staffer at Zabar's. <laughs> and I think her reaction was like, look, I'm on the fucking campaign trail. You know, whatever. I need Yeah, you got to get your, all your nutrients in in one fucking five-minute, <laughs> like, jam fest. You know? She ordered this disgusting-ass bagel. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds dope. It sounds kind of badass. I really respect it because, like, as LP pointed out on Twitter, the, uh, the, the dangerous game you're playing with trying to mix sweet and salty in that way i mean you're gonna fuck if you fuck up the proportions it's a uh, game over for everyone but if you get it right oh it's forbidden you know it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, forbidden fruit yeah the sweetest peach well here's the thing because her supporters are accused of being cultish for being so on the defensive about that and here's the thing i I understand why people think that's a gross bagel, but there are a lot of people who are making their decision whether or not to vote for her based on that bagel order. That's how shallow so many people <laughs> who are Democrats think of politics, is that actually will make it. And it's like, what? Like that's th those are the people I'm mad at. I don't care if you like think that's a gross bagel. I'm a full-load Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe myself as a classical full-load Democrat. <laughs> Do you define yourself as a progressive or a democratic socialist? I'm a full load. I'm a full loader. <laughs> a full loader. Not a new dealer. A full loader. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, dude, I'm just excited for that to become like, you know, if she gets elected, that's like a fucking thing you could get at every bodega now. The full load. The Nixon. The Nixon. Yeah, or the full load. <laughs> I, I think I've said this elsewhere, but it, it's gonna, if she loses, it would be so funny if her Instagram was still just her sternly riding the subway. <laughs> it's like, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm hoping she goes full black block. She gets inked. Just gets her septum pierced. Just wears a black hoodie everywhere and goes to fucking street mm. demos and Goth smashes Nixon. windows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. She joins Antifa. Yeah. She throws a full load bagel at you. Um, at the at the Proud Boys. Comes yeah. on Pod Damn America. Yeah. By the way, uh, you know how people used to say like, "Go on Chapo, haha," Twitter and people. So I saw someone say, "Go on PDA" at somebody, and I don't like it. I think the "go on" thing is uh, played out. I think we need a new. If you if you see someone and you want to ironically tell them to go on our podcast, say "get killed and go to hell." Don't even mention the podcast. <laughs> I think that'll be fun. Become the damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially if it's damn a person yourself. Who, who really huh? sucks. They won't even understand that it's in reference Get to this podcast. Damned. <laughs> Get damned. Get damned. Um, damn fam. Um, just say you're a dead man. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, just say that. And then it'll, you know, yeah. it'll be our little inside joke. Uh, we are not encourage you, <laughs> encouraging you to threaten anyone. Just using colorful language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get us all arrested. Um, any thoughts on uh, thoughts or predictions for tomorrow? Yeah. Um, I'm either gonna be uh very happy. You know, if if everybody wins, I'm gonna go to IHOP, have a nice stack of. That's pancakes. what you're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had pancakes in a long go time. To IHOP? I'm gonna go to IHOP. IHOP. 
<laughs> got a nice stack. A lot of they have a lot of syrup there, different kinds. International House of together. Primary Wins. That's right. That? Yeah. Nice. Rebrand. It's, oh, it's burgers now though. Yeah, I yeah, think they backpedal on that real quick. Back. They oh. changed yeah. it back. So nobody's gonna be there because they're confused about the brand. So I'm gonna be in there eating pancakes. Nice. With and if they don't win, well, we don't have to talk about that. But I might be dead or in jail. <laughs> uh, but uh, can I share my 9/11 uh, story? Please do. Yeah. Okay. We, so should, I had, uh, we should all share our 9/11. An interesting stories. 9/11. Um, based on what we've said so far on the podcast, you may think I have a favorite in these races, these elections that are happening on the 13th, and uh, I don't want to divulge that I've been working for a campaign or volunteering because I don't want them the message to be, we don't represent any campaign, but I was phone banking for a certain campaign uh, last night at a coffee shop, and uh, this was a coffee shop that I thought was going to be quiet, but it turned out there was sort of an open mic of sorts. There were people who were sharing their tripping stories. Basically, it was a group of people who are into psych- psychedelic drugs, and you go up and you do kind of a of couple minute thing where you're talking to a microphone about how you're tripping. So I'm trying to be like, uh, have you heard of Zephyr? Zephyr teach out. Zephyr teach while like people are talking about I can imagine tripping this. balls. I've yeah. been in this coffee shop and been the tripping person. <laughs> yeah. And someone wandered up like, I have a moment of your time to talk about Kinky Friedman. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was what I was going through, and then I wrapped up, and I decided because I've been neglecting uh, the open mic circuit that I had to get. How my, could you? Y- yeah. I had to get my... It's so good. <laughs> right. I, I did three yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm very tired. That's worse than imagining Cuomo winning. I, um, I need new jokes, but go on. Yeah. So I went up and told my... And this was yesterday on 9-11. This is... I shared my uh, tripping story. It may or may not be true. Um, I just felt the need to perform after my duties. Were first. Here it is. Um, interacting with the meetup in a full way. Because tonight's kind of a strange night for me. <laughs> First time I dropped acid was on 9/11. Oh, shit. <laughs> <And> so, so <laughs> it sounds like you recorded it in the shimmer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that guy go, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Half the room thought it was real, and the other half <laughs> I had to explain later. It was a, I didn't I didn't bother committing to the bit. I was just like, no, I was fucking around. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh god, uh, what did I do on 9/11? Uh, my 9/11, I was with uh, a friend of the show, David Twighty. We were in eighth grade. Twight privilege. Yep, follow him. And uh, we were in uh, suburban Minnesota. We'd have a great time. And then 9/11 happens. <laughs> like ah fuck. <laughs> and uh, we had this great teacher, um, Teacher Anderson. Yeah, Tim Anderson. He was a great guy. And uh, we were watching, and we are like, oh, this was pretty messed up. And, uh, and then the second, or the tower, first tower fell. And uh, he's just, like, gazing at the screen. He's like, 20,000 people work in that building. And, like, without missing a beat, my friend David just looks on and he's just like, yeah, not anymore. And, like, nice. me and, like, two people <laughs> left. <laughs> and he's just like, don't be so morbid. And uh, then it was amazing because then he, um, he like, went on. He's like, all right, guys, here's what's going to happen. They're going to try to blame this on a country, but it's going to be this uh, – it's going to be about this terrorist. The people who committed this is not uh, a race or a religion 
or a country or a government is is this group called Al Qaeda, and he talked about Al Qaeda, and he I remember him mentioning Osama bin Laden and not really knowing who that was, and be like, I'm really gonna get to know who that is in the next couple <laughs> months. But yeah. uh, and then um, he just like basically predicted the next four years wow. of America. The dude was a genius. Um, so shout out to him. And then my English teacher's uncle was on fl- on United 93 and died on United 93. Whoa. One of the people who helped take it down. Thomas Brunette, he's an alumnus of my high school. Damn. Yeah, it was, uh, so uh, yeah, pretty good 9-11, I'd say. Well, to that, Raghav, I say a likely story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have a good 9-11 story. I was just in algebra class, and my teacher was kind of a dick. And Dude, I was in math class, too. Weird, oh. man. Oh. Wait a minute, nine, oh, 11, what? those are both numbers. I don't know, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go into some numerology from that. Um, cool. Well, um, this will come out tomorrow, so as it's coming out, I guess. Uh, Vote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can. this will be out in the morning, so uh, hopefully we're accompanying you on your way to go crank them uh, poles, levers. Yeah. They don't have levers anymore, you know what I mean? Get in there. Really get the fuck in there and just real, um, just vote just so hard, you know? Unless uh, you're considering voting. You're in Bushwick. You want to vote for Martin Delon, or uh, you're somewhere in New York. You are planning on voting for Andrew Cuomo. Remember that tomorrow it's going to be rainy. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be cold <laughs> all of the, the DeLon yeah. voters are listening to my podcast right yeah. there might if, be a few yeah. if you're the kind of person who takes selfies with cops don't vote yeah because yeah. you will vote wrong here's the thing there might be there are people who i don't want to go off into a thing here but there are people who view this shallowly enough to where the fucking smears on salazar are working unfortunately on people who are sympathetic to our positions and don't please don't fall for it yeah, check out her campaign. Check out the statement she released. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even don't, don't be gullible. Don't yeah. get got. Let's assume she lied about being a Jew. Honestly? But she didn't. She w- she found out she's a Jew and she started being a Jew. There's nothing wrong with that. She joined a reformed yeah. church. Yeah. If you have a problem with that, that's fine. She doesn't have to be your best friend. Fucking vote for her and you'll have a better fucking life. Is this like what are you? What are we talking about here? We're talking about somebody's fucking who? who don't vote for the landlord. Yeah. It's really easy. You like your landlord? If you do, you <laughs> might be a landlord. Yeah. Who likes the landlord? I'm very angry. I'm Sean, sorry. Sean McCarthy <laughs> likes the landlords. I that'd fucking be, that'd be a, that's the new uh, <laughs> that's the new ABC show. It's like you might be a landlord, dude. I watched uh, Le Miserable for the first time the other night. I just had never seen it or read it or whatever, and I just was tired of not getting any of the references. So I watched yeah, it. Yeah. And this is right after that whole fucking Sean McCarthy thing went down, where he was like, "The real victims of 9/11, the landlords, or like shit like that." Uh, and there's this great song in the middle of Le Miserables. It's Sasha Baron Cohen's character going, Everybody loves a landlord. <laughs> it's like serendipity, man. Um, so vote against the fucking landlords unless you don't understand irony, you fucking humorless political psychos. Um, I'm excited. I'm voting tomorrow with a an anarchist who's voting for the first time in 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Who was their last vote for? I don't remember, uh, but this person told me that they, like, yeah, they hadn't voted in a long time because they were one of those people that subscribes to the, uh, you know, voting's meaningless thing. These people right. are always white. Um, <laughs> it's always people that are, can very easily vote that, uh, you know, decide that it's meaningless, I think. 
But, you know, they're also right in that voting isn't revolutionary. It's just like yeah. one of the it's fucking a, it's things. Always, yeah, they're always white. Um, and also vote for me because I can't vote because I'm not a citizen for some reason. But uh, it's a, He's a felon because of 9-11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they gave him a felony charge. Yeah. Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> he <laughs> survived the plane crash and they, they made him a felon. All right. Also, <laughs> Les Miserables quote, here's the thing about equality. Everyone's equal when they're dead. Hell so yeah. Think about that, bros. The damned. Bunch <laughs> <laughs> of dead fucking goth socialists. One of the um, things I've cool. discovered well. is that there are many different ways to write a song, and the most unusual way came to me when I was in Europe about four or five years ago. I was trying to write a sports theme, and I did not have a piano in the hotel where I was staying, so um, I did probably what many of you have done, faced with a similar situation. I called my answering machine at home, and I, I left a message for myself. And um, although that sounds goofy, what happened was that theme that I sang into the machine is the theme that they play every time the Chicago Bulls crush another basketball team. So I am singing themes into my machine regularly. And special bonus for you folks, I have brought the original answering machine tape with me so I can play it for you. I know you are dying to hear it. There we go. But it has to be played on the original answering machine. So here now the original demo tape for this particular song for pro basketball. Hi, this is a message for me about the NBA theme. Here's an idea. It goes like this. It's a guy wearing a Captain Crunch jacket and playing a violin. Oh my god, it's amazing. Alright, uh, so we'll do a quick little bonus addendum to this episode. Uh, we'll call it uh, Anders uh, Picks. Like, uh, we're on one of those sports shows. Yeah. Anders Lock of the Week. <laughs> Anders, um, I, yeah, I could consider you maybe the uh, resident... Uh, electoral guy i'd say the wonk maybe okay, i'll take <laughs> i mean know. i feel like we all have different roles here and uh you're definitely out phone banking and shit like that more than i'd say i am um but i also you know i'm someone who sometimes finds uh the actual electoral process a little labyrinthine you know yeah um no i have the uh republican persona or i have the the american persona for you know electoral politics i, yeah. I will lend myself to the cause <laughs> yeah uh 
betray my radical sensibilities for a for a for a phone bank or a canvas put on a squeaky clean image so as long as this podcast is going to come out tomorrow while obviously like the big you know nixon cuomo thing is happening yeah and also like in our district um as we discussed salazar um and then also, you know, Zephyr T-Shots running for attorney general. Um, <clears throat> what do you? I think this shit's gonna shake out, man. This is there's a there's a mo, there's a, an arc with elections where I yeah. get like real heated and argue with people uh-huh. as they're at, like the the decisions are sort of everyone's forming their opinions, and then like the night before when it's like, well, we're fucked either way. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah, that's when I turn into a gambler. Ah. <laughs> I really want to. I'm really curious. Like, I want to throw money down or something. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I'm I'm real curious about what is going to happen tomorrow because I thought um, I kind of thought Nixon was like a protest, uh, you know, campaign. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the whole point of it was to sort of pull everyone left, right, and uh, expose all this stuff about Cuomo, and uh, then it, you know, and yeah. then it would just that was just be the point of it. But actually, I think she might win. Yeah, well, I mean, we're the in, in the age of unpredictability. Uh, Trump, the ego of all egos, said in 2015, I think he gave himself uh, 40% odds that he was going to win. <laughs> like he, he was saying, but even he was saying, like, there's no way he's going to win. Um, I am. I, I know myself well enough to say that I would. My the odds of me uh, being right are not very high because I I'm I'm a, I, I'm an optimist, which okay. is a, an unfortunate position to be in when you're uh, also a leftist. Um, but so you know I thought Bernie was going to win. So um, but if you're looking at some factors here, I think there is a chance that Nixon does it, and this recording now could either tomorrow. This time, uh, or I guess a little later, um, this time tomorrow, is going to either be like, holy shit, this is Nate Silver-esque gold of this the, this fucking uh, electoral wonk whiz. <laughs> or you're going to be like, what a wide-eyed fucking <laughs> idiot, simpleton, dreamer, Bernie bro. Um, I hope you nail it and then all, everyone, ha- like starts emailing you and shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> asking you to to you know make their picks and shit right and I, well i should say i'm not the only person these are um observations that i've kind of collected from some of made up on my own and other people have pointed these things out um so i think starting with nixon um i think where we we, sh- we have to look back to is 2014 uh which was the first time Zephyr Teachout ran for office. She's now running for attorney general. She has a pretty good shot. She is a a much, I, I think, of the progressive candidates um, who we're hoping for tomorrow. She's probably the one who's most likely to win uh, attorney general. She was endorsed by the New York Times, um, but she started out as, you know, kind of like the way Bernie was when he was uh, in his 30s and 40s. He would just run for office, run for office, run for office. He'd never win and until he finally did. Uh, she ran for governor against Cuomo in 2014. Uh, she, she was an anti-corruption attorney, um, and she ran a very, very good campaign upstate. Uh, she, she beat him in upstate New York, as did Bernie, Hillary. He, Bernie beat Hillary in, in 2016 in upstate New York. Um, she did not win 
the primary in 2014, but she was thought of at, like, I remember, I think it was in the Village Voice or something, their, their big headline was, like, Zephyr Teachout will not be governor. That was the title of the article about Zephyr Teachout, kind yeah. of a fucking self-fulfilling prophecy there. But uh, she still got 34% of the vote. That's in 2014. That's before Bernie Sanders. That's before Trump. Um, fast forward to 2018, you have Cynthia Nixon, who, uh, say what you will about her, if you compare her name recognition to Zephyr Teachout, it's a lot higher, right? Yeah. Funding, way higher. Zephyr Teachout was running on a shoestring in 2014. Nixon has a, a network of small donors who people were voting or donating to her nationally. Um, also, uh, Zephyr the, well, it's kind of the inverse problem Nixon has uh, because she's m more popular in New York City than she is upstate. But because Zephyr Teachout is running for statewide office again, she's all those networks have remained intact. And, and the, that infrastructure she's built uh, in her gubernatorial run in 2014 and her congressional run in 2016 has has gotten more and more powerful over the past few years. And it's working in conjunction with Cynthia, with Cynthia Nixon, with Jumani Williams, with groups like Our Revolution, New York for Communities for Change. Um, they are There's a lot of organization that's been happening upstate for a long time that is sympathetic to Nixon's message. Now, some of them uh, don't quite like her personally, and that's, you know, an issue. Again, we run into the experience question, and that, that I think is going to be one of the decisive factors here. Um, but just those, fact alone, those facts alone give me a lot of hope. 34% in 2014. It's not that high of a hurdle, you know? Yeah. She just has to get, uh, like, 16, 18 more points, and she has the fucking nomination. Um, so there's that. There's also the fact that... Uh, the IDC, which is the Independent Democratic Conference, which is something Nixon has been talking a lot about in this campaign. It's a group of eight Democratic senators who were elected as Democrats in New York State, but they go to the state Senate. What do they do? They start their own caucus. So they're not caucusing with the Republicans or the Democrats, but that gives the, de the Republicans a de facto majority. A uh, majority of elected senators in New York State are Democrats, but because of these eight who refused to um, caucus as Democrats, the Republicans have a majority, gives them an excuse, gives Cuomo an excuse to say, hey, look, uh, I'd love to do all these nice things, uh, universal health care, better transportation, et cetera, but I just can't. i got a Republican senator on my hands. Uh, He's actually, you know, as some investigative journalists have point out, he's really the one who's orchestrating this whole thing. Um, so this is what Nixon is opposing. She is not alone. Okay? Over the past few years, there have been a lot of community organizations in New York State, a lot of progressive, some liberal groups who are opposed to the IDC. They are running candidates against all eight of these senators in Staten Island, in the Bronx, all around New York State. And they are bringing people to the polls who are not happy about this and are not happy about Cuomo. So these people are probably not, by and large, going to vote for someone who's challenging the IDC and then go ahead and vote for Cuomo, yeah. who's behind the IDC. Okay. And I it's like a primary... It. So turnout is already going to be low, Hell yeah. especially tomorrow when it's going to be a fucking shit day. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. People aren't going to 
get out of bed and I mean they're gonna go to work but they're not gonna be inspired to to go to the polls unless they have a fucking fire under their ass you know and the people who are gonna do that are gonna be voting for Cynthia Nixon they're gonna be voting against the establishment Um, so yeah that also this weekend we had uh, a couple scandals fucking breaking we had the bridge issue where um, we have, we have a bridge that Cuomo was is cutting the ribbon on. It's not ready. He's going in there with his sash. And it's, that's another fucking thing we don't talk about enough. Cuomo wears sashes all the time, and they are horrendous. <laughs> He's like Mayor Quimby. Yeah. Every fucking public event with that guy, and he has a sash on. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon, say what you will about her logo. I find it kind of uh, urgent. Um, her lettering is kind of similar to the Yankees or the FDNY, NYPD. A lot of people find it boring. They find Cuomo's a little more aesthetically pleasing. She's not going to be wearing sashes, all right? Her seafoam green pantsuit was very nice at the debate. Uh, she will be bringing a better stylistic so worked synergy I love it. <laughs> to Albany. Uh, and she's not going to be wearing the stupid sashes. She's not going to be uh, going to bridge-cutting ceremonies where she's naming a bridge after her fucking dad, and then the thing isn't even fucking ready at the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a lot of people who pay attention to the news, a lot of people who vote or are thinking or not un, or still undecided at this point have watched that. They have watched uh, the New York Democratic Party send out mailers to Jewish people, um, many of whom were already going to vote for Cuomo, send out mailers saying that Cynthia Nixon is basically an anti-Semite. Okay, so there are uh, people who are following this, these issues closely. They're, they're, the New York Times has condemned these attacks. Cynthia Nixon got out in front of it. She said, uh, I'm raising my children to be Jews. Um, I don't know if she said that verbatim, but she <laughs> she's raising some beautiful Jew kids. I'm raising and my kids to be a bunch of Jews. Yeah. And she, she's not, that's a fucking vile, disgusting thing to accuse your political opponents of for, for personal gain. Of course, of course, even if you defend Cuomo, even if you vote for him, you know he was fucking behind that shit. Yeah. He doesn't let that, he's a micromanager, he, self-admitted micromanager. He knows that shit like that is gonna happen. Uh, so he's been tarnished for that. I think it means he's shook. Yeah. You see, there's Cuomo commercials nonstop, left and right right now. He's terrified. Yeah. Yeah, he d- he can't, he's a behind-the-scenes guy. He's not a good campaigner. He's not a good politician. Cynthia Nixon whipped his ass in that fucking debate. Yeah. You know, it's really, the, old, the reason he might win is because uh, people like me, unfortunately, and this, I do have to reveal this, uh, at this point in the show, I am not able to vote tomorrow <laughs> because I am a registered independent, and the deadline is fucking before. So if you move, if you just moved to New York like a month ago, you could have registered. You could have registered as a Democrat and voted for Cynthia Nixon. I lived in New York for six years. I uh, was a registered independent, um, but the deadline to change to Democratic for this primary was back in like fucking February or March. Like right before Nixon even announced, yeah. So I couldn't even—I didn't even know who was running in the primary before the deadline to change registration was. That's how they fix, fix New York's elections. Yeah, it's not even with the campaigning and shit. It's just shit like that. Yeah, they'll just straight up like purge you from the rolls and shit. Right, as they uh, and the, the Zephyr Teachout pointed this out in the Attorney General debate, but uh, 
in the South, I think in North Carolina, where they're having legal challenges over the voter suppression laws, the fucking right-wing lawyers there have been like, well, look at New York. They're, they're, vote- they're, they're using us as a comparison to say, like, well, if, if uh, true blue New York is fucking so backwards when it comes to getting with voter access, then, like, we should be allowed to fucking bar people who are, like, right, 118th right. black from voting in right. fucking Alabama if we want. Um, so, yeah, I th- there is a shot. Again, I will... I could look like a total moron whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's at go the time you're listening to this. Let's go completely crazy here. Yeah. Let's say she wins, all right? Yeah. Now, Anders Lee completely uh, stamped approval on the statement. How many points does she win by? Let's do like a football game. By how many points? I think um, her – so I think Zephyr Teachout is going to be – have a pretty high margin. I think Cynthia Nixon is going to be lower of all the – Hers is going to be closer because of the uh, celebrity issue. Um, so I, if she wins, I think it's going to be. I think it'll be like a healthy five points. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Oh, other factor. Forgot to point out. People are pointing to the polls, right? Yeah. They're saying, "Oh, I got this poll. Uh, Corn was ahead forty-one points. There's no way Nixon even has a chance at this thing." Uh, those polls, as is the case with most polls measure likely voters there's a group of 200 people they vote every election they vote every primary they're uh boring people they are losers they are nerds (laughs) they vote every fucking year in primaries like that's who who the likely voters are right they're old fucking moderate yeah i don't want to use a swear word but uh uh, Nixon's <laughs> whole campaign. Swear word in the name of our show. I know. I, I was gonna call him like a prob a, a a one that is less problematic in uh, Europe, where I just was. Oh, but nice. I can't really say here. You brought it back with you, huh? Yeah. Um, but uh, it starts with the C, and it ain't Cuomo. Um, nice. So. Nixon's campaign and the campaign of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the campaign of Julius Salazar, are these all these great candidates who um, we were supporting? Their campaigns are premised around getting unlikely voters to vote. A woman I talked to the, on the phone uh, just the other day was saying, like, "Hey, I live in the Bronx. I, yeah, I'm a registered Democrat. I don't vote. I'm not going to vote. What are these politicians going to do for me?" And I had to say to her, "Like, look, look yeah, you're, you're right. De Blasio, he hasn't done shit for you." Cuomo's not done shit for you. But if you get politicians in office who who aren't funded by corporations and and you engage with those politicians, then they have to listen to you. You know, if they're accountable to you, then they're going to do things that can benefit you. Uh, unfortunately, we view politics as a fucking Game of Thrones thing. It's, you know, a couple characters fighting in this abstract place. Yeah. Uh, but this is real-life shit. And the more... People are realizing that the more we were, uh, I mean, and that's the other thing, the organization on the ground, get out the vote efforts, Cuomo isn't going around doing that. I mean, a little bit. He has paid canvassers. Delon has paid canvassers. But they don't fucking believe in that shit. They're not inspiring people. They're not, they can't say to people like, (laughs) hey, I'm doing this for free. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine the type of depraved loser you would have to be to be voluntarily (laughs) canvassing for Andrew Cuomo? (laughs) God, yeah. Unpaid. Yeah. I guess if you like his dad, you just have, like, a giant's tattoo, and you're, like, like thinking back to the... Somebody who got... Who's from Long Island, got laid a lot in high school, 
and you have fond memories of Mario Cuomo. It's just Amy Schumer. <laughs> yeah. Amy Schumer's just fucking knocking on doors right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the only, She's you like, know... Hey, fam. Listen, I L-U of to vote, okay? <laughs> L-U-V love. Two, number two, vote. Have a great summer. Um, and she sells you candy bars because she's in high school. <laughs> <laughs> she, fu- You know what's going to happen is there's going to be some uh, poor schlub who's trying to vote, and she's like, hey, real quick, i got to cut the line. Uh, I'm in a hurry. I have, to, I have a shoot. Uh, can you let me vote for you? I just want the act of filling out. By the way, if God you damn. are listening to this and you want to take me to the polls so I can just fill in the circles because I can't do it legally. Uh, <laughs> just so you can get your fix? Yeah. I, th- this is one of the like irrational um, nostalgia points I have for liberal democracy. The, the part in me that won't die is just the act of filling in the voting circle. I love it, uh, but I can't do it this year. Uh, well, I can't do it this month. I will in November for Cynthia Nixon and for Julia Salazar when they are the Democratic nominees. And if you the, this this message mostly, you know, we would love to convince you. Shit. I just hit something. I just punched Jake's cat. Knocked over my computer. <laughs> You're so worked up about the fucking electoral process. I love it. If you are listening to this, we're probably not going to convince you if you think Andrew Cuomo has done a great job. I don't know why you're listening to this, but this is really directed at people who are uh, stoned eating ramen on a rainy day who happen to be, you registered as a Democrat to vote for Bernie, and then you haven't fucking done shit. Today's your day to redeem yourself. Make the fucking two-block walk down to your polling place. Call me up. Let me fill in the circle for you. And this could actually fucking happen. I'm going to look like such a boob just let me tomorrow touch it. if it doesn't. Just let me touch the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> just once. <laughs> All right. Just let me, let me, just, just a second. Just smell it. Uh, <laughs> All right. I love it. I love uh, fucking Anders' predictions for uh, tomorrow. And uh, you'll be hearing these through your headphones. The, the day of so get the fuck out there listen to anders listen to him he's right we can push these people over the edge um cool cool all right sit yourself down let's show and meet the best innkeeper in town as for the rest all of them crooks rookings guests and cookies and books seldom do you see honest men like me a gent of good intent who is content to be master of the house, doling out the charm, ready with a handshake and an open palm. Tells a saucy tale, makes a little stir. Customers appreciate the bon fever. Glad to do a friend a favor. Doesn't cost me to be nice. But nothing gets you nothing, everything has got a little frost. Master of the house, keeper of the zoo, ready to relieve them of a zoo or two. Ordering the wine, making up the way, picking up their knickknacks when they can't see straight. Everybody loves a landlord, everybody's bosom friend. I do whatever pleases Jesus when I bleed them in the end. Master of the house, which was dry, never was a passer by the passing Your valise is Jesus, what a skin into the bone. Food beyond compare, 
food beyond belief. Mix it in a mincer and pretend it's beef. Kidney off a horse, liver off a cat. Filling up the sausages with this and that. Presents are welcome. Bridal suite is occupied. Reasonable charges plus some little extras on the side. Oh, Santa! Charge them for the lice. Extra for the mice. Two percent for looking in the mirror twice. And over! Here a little slice. There a little cut. Three percent for sleeping with the windows shut. When it comes to fixing prices, there are a lot of tricks I know. How it all increases all those bits and pieces. Jesus! It's amazing how it grows!